before we heard like, a chorus, oh. and I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> So much edging. So much. So much edging this week. Two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches, just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch. Hi, welcome to Bitch Watch. Hello. Another week, another episode of Dexter, and things are getting tense, boys and girls and gender neutral individuals. You mentioned last week that two weeks ago was kind of a lull, and mm-hmm. last week, I mean that you enjoyed it, but it was kind of a lull, yeah. and last week really picked up the game, but this one just keeps cranking that dial. I don't know how the dial is still attached at this point. Can it go up more? We don't know. Next week looks like it's going to be. You also mentioned last week that you would have preferred for it to all come out so you could watch it all in one go. And boy, howdy, you and I would have made a marathon of just sitting down and watching it all in one day, I'm sure. Yes. Even if it would have killed us, we would have done it. Absolutely. I'd be peeing into a Mountain Dew bottle on Uh, my desk. I I would get one of those at-home catheters and just be prepared. Yeah. Just shove it up there. Yep. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we would have just sat and watched the whole thing uh, in one go but as much as i'm excited for next week i'm so delighted that we have the week for for the suspense to build also hate it i've been very vocal on my uh mostly my instagram and my social media that like life sucks right now and i love having something to look forward to at the end of the weekend as far as like oh wow we're gonna get more dexter and usually oh i thought you meant you get to see my beautiful face but okay rude um well i see your face on marco polo basically every day okay well sorry sunday face is extra special because it's my sunday face but like whatever (laughs) But on Sunday, we're getting Dexter, and here lately, I also get football, but today's the bye week, so no football for me today. But Dexter's what's important right now, and Uh by God, this episode just... This week, episode five, the title is Runaway. There's one part I'm just going to get out of the way at the top because I am so bummed. I am so devastated. I am so disappointed. My disappointment is, is is immeasurable and my day is ruined because my girl Chloe got got. We good? So I'll just go ahead and, and run through what happened to our girl Chloe. So last week she was being driven out to the hunting cabin. Uh, not for deer, not for elk, for girls. And her introduces her to the room. And she's like, are you kidding me? This is amazing. Thank you so much. And you'll probably hear me screaming in the highlight reel about, girl, did you see that murder hallway? I don't think so. Why would you go down there? She very quickly finds out that she can't get out of the murder room. Or should I call it the holding cell? Let's call it the holding cell. Yeah, because the murder doesn't happen in that room. She then immediately, when she realizes the door is locked, she clocks the camera and she sees the message of, you're already dead. Later on, she decides that her best course of action would possibly be to seduce him. And she thinks probably that's what he wants anyway. She starts stripping in front of the camera and she explains, this is what you want, right? And takes her shirt off and takes her bra off. And Kirk gets very mad. He slams it shut after multiple times coming through a speaker saying, stop it. And she's very frustrated. She sits on the bed after he shuts off the camera And we see her pull out a broken mirror piece that she has wrapped in cloth for her to use as a knife and a weapon. Smart. Smart plan there. Mm -hmm. She can also see when he's watching because there's a red light on the camera, which is really dumb on his behalf, but it works well for story. Yeah. 
Later on in the episode, we see Dexter in a bar and he sees Kurt wander in. Kurt walks in, just giddy, over to the jukebox and turns on a song called Runaway. Which we've heard before. Yes. And Tess, who runs the bar, she explains to Dexter while he's having a whiskey that Kurt does this every couple of months, walks in, giddy as all hell and acts like he owns the place. And he's telling everybody, let's have a good night. Let's party. And he's dancing and rubbing his belly. It's real weird. Don't like that. It was so weird. Mr. Krabs, get it together. And then later on, he goes back to the hunting cabin and we see him in his white jacket that we saw earlier when he shot the other girl. He pops the door open for Chloe and he says, you can leave now. And Chloe gets her jacket on and she realizes as she's about to go out the door, if I go out this door, I'm not coming back. She knows. She knows. So she says, no, come get me. Make me. He gets mad, slams the laptop closed. She prepares herself with her makeshift shiv and he comes down. She slashes his face and she does cut through his mask as well as his skin and he is bleeding. Very Dexter area. She cut him as well. And he drags her outside and she's thrown onto the ground in shock and she stands up. He's got his rifle and he says, run, bitch. Yeah. He's pointing the rifle at her and she says no because she knows what's going to happen. She runs at him. He shoots her through the eye. Yeah. And she is dead. And then he gets so upset. You can tell his kill did not go how he needed it to to get his release. And he says, you messed everything up and then shoots her again in the chest, even though she is very dead yeah extremely dead and he also goes into like a brief moment of just being distraught and just no 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 and like hitting himself in the head yeah and um i feel like that mirrors arthur mitchell a lot Mm -hmm. i mean we've seen dexter be unhappy that things didn't go his way or a kill didn't go his way but he generally doesn't react in such a almost childlike i don't even know how to describe it like hitting himself going no 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 you mess everything up. You're so stupid. You mess everything up. Whereas Arthur would revert to his childlike state almost. And if something went wrong, when Dexter, when Arthur was punishing himself, he almost would personify his father talking down to him. Yes. Which is so interesting. So I'm interested to see why Kurt is the way he is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> My girl Chloe, she is thick as hell. And I thought she was going to be the downfall of Kurt. Maybe somehow something she did will unravel. Yeah. His situation, yeah, it's really sad. I hated it. I, I'm pretty sure in somewhere in the highlight reel, if it's salvageable at all, there is me screaming, no! Yeah. <laughs> the episode opens with Dexter and Deborah arguing in Dexter's kitchen about Dexter wanting to let Harrison know the truth about him because as he tells Deborah, his existence is lonely and he yes. wants to do everything he can to ensure that Harrison doesn't have to be lonely. Bruh, you're literally imagining your dead sister. Yeah, we get it. You're lonely. (laughs) His whole thing throughout the episode, actually, I thought was interesting, was questioning whether or not he's a good father. And Mm -hmm. in his mind right now, as he's processing everything, being a good father means doing what he can to make sure his son doesn't grow up to be lonely like he did. Not that he doesn't grow up to be a killer, but he doesn't grow up to be lonely. Yeah. Then it cuts over. We see Angela and Molly sitting in the police department. They're talking about the missing girls case. And Logan comes in and says that the credit card statements for Matt check out. That he has been in New York City. That he was there for three nights in this upscale hotel. Angela says that she has half a mind to drive down there to confront him herself. Molly says, oh yeah, we totally should. Blah, blah, blah. Angela goes, well, you know, there was a missing persons conference that I wanted to go to. But the county will never 
fund it. Molly says that she'll cover it. And so the two of them set off to the great big city to confront Matten for a missing persons conference. Then we see as Dexter is sitting in his house waiting for Harrison to come home. So this literally is a true just continuation from the last episode because Harrison says, you'll never believe what happened at school, dad. Harrison tells Dexter all about Logan coming in and collecting a group of students that were on that kill list and how everyone started clapping for him because they just see him as this great big hero. He's kind of psyched about it as he sees Dexter holding his straight razor. Harrison immediately goes on the defense and says that, well, first he's angry that Dexter went through his shit and then he is trying to cover up and he says he carries it for protection because when he lived on the streets, a bunch of people did weird messed up shit. So he always made sure he was prepared. And Dexter goes, well, why did you bring it to school? I talked to Ethan. I've heard Ethan's side of the story. It doesn't match yours at all. Harrison continues to get angrier until he goes to get a heavier sweatshirt and he goes outside. But as he's leaving the house, he tells Dexter that he's a liar and he kind of throws the gym name back in his mm-hmm. face. So Harrison bundles up and walks outside of the cabin about the time Zach and Scott pull up. They're drinking some bush light because teenagers don't know good beer. They like spicy water, spicy, spicy tap water. And they explain, hey, man, first of all, fuck you. You're right. I am a bully. Now give the bully a hug. Harrison is like, what are you guys doing here? This is weird. Oh, well, there's a party. So we're picking you up. You're the guest of honor. And Harrison's like, yo, throw me a beer, bro, and gets in the car. And they get there and it's a kill list party. So everyone who is on the kill list is at the party. Harrison is the guest of honor because everyone who is there is alive because of him, quote unquote. Harrison starts drinking and he sees Audrey and they're having a great conversation. Audrey gets pulled away and he's still drinking and he gets pulled aside by a cheerleader who kisses him Mm -hmm. and explains that everyone's on E already. Um, They're at least two pills deep. Are you going to catch up? And she puts some ecstasy in his mouth, which actually just kind of looked like an herbal vitamin situation, but I don't know what E looks like. What do I know? And he starts tripping balls. (laughs) He's still drinking heavily throughout the entire party. He comes across a room that Scott's hanging out in and Scott offers him another pill, which we later find out is oxy or fake oxy Mm -hmm. that is laced with fentanyl. Harrison just eats it about the time Audrey comes in. Right before he goes down, he tells Audrey that his dad doesn't believe him, that his dad thinks he's a liar. Doesn't she believe him? And Audrey says, of course, I believe you. And he says, Jim isn't even his real name. He's the liar. Mm -hmm. And then goes down, which Audrey immediately knows he's OD'd. And so she runs and grabs her phone that's in a bowl in the kitchen because they collect all the phones at the door. And she calls 911 and Logan responds, administering Narcan and finally waking up Harrison, which he says if he was there a few minutes later that he might not have made it. Harrison is then taken to the hospital. Dexter comes in barreling through the hospital to get to Harrison and is very relieved to find him okay. The nurse presents a PSA for all the viewers watching about how fentanyl can kill people. Like, okay, Paula PSA, thanks for that. Appreciate you. I think all the kids know about the fentanyls. So as they're leaving, Harrison's super pissed at Dexter still. Dexter's just very concerned. Deborah is screaming at Dexter. You did this to him. You made him fucked up. You made him do these drugs because you're a bad father. Yeah. 
then when Dexter turns around, Deb is gone. We talked about before how Deborah in this entity is to serve as his conscience or his humanity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting that she's just yelling at him everything that every parent in that situation would be screaming at themselves anyway. As far as mm-hmm. I did this to my kid, I'm the reason my kid did this. Yeah. But Dexter, as we know, and as we see throughout this whole episode and this whole arc, and actually the even the original series, Dexter can confront anybody. Dexter can never confront himself. Yeah. And so the moment that he turns around to, quote, confront her, which as we know, it's in his head, she's gone. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like that's a further push of he can't confront himself with the truth. While Dexter's at the hospital a little bit earlier, sorry, I'm doing this out of con or out of order, but it's just as I remember it. Um, Logan tries to have a discussion with Dexter about parenthood and how was kind of offering advice. And then Dexter basically told him to fuck off that just because you're his coach doesn't make you a parenting expert. And so Logan just kind of threw his hands up. He's like, yeah, okay, fine. And just backed off. Logan calls Angela about the time that she and Molly are getting to the hotel to try and figure out if Matt's even at this place. Molly goes in and approaches the front desk as Angela answers his call from Logan and he says, everything's fine. I just wanted you to hear it from me but before word got out and she immediately panics that something has happened to Audrey. He says that everything is fine. Audrey is safe, but there was a party. There were drugs going around and Harrison OD'd. But if it wasn't for Audrey, who was straight and sober the whole night, calling, being smart and being quick and calling 911, Harrison would have died. He's fine now and Jim's taking care of it. Angela gets off the phone. She joins Molly at the front desk where Molly's not getting anywhere with the front desk clerk as far as, can you just tell me if he's staying here? Angela whips out her badge, says she's with Iron Lake PD. She introduces herself as Chief Bishop, says that she needs to know if he's even checked in there. And when he refuses to give her the information, she says that she'll contact her friends with NYPD. Kind of slips in the vague thread of, well, I'm sure guests here will love to see just a bunch of police officers standing in the lobby. That won't spook anybody. So he's like, all right, well, I tell you what, I can have, I'll contact IT and have them pull the security footage of when he checked out the night before. Come back at the end of the day. And Wally comments how she likes Angela because she's such a badass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then we see Dexter driving somewhere and Deborah is begging him not to do this, not to go through with this. And it's kind of a mislead because we think, oh, he's going to take Harrison down. Mm-hmm. Last week's preview also puts us in that mindset. But we see as he drives out to the farm vet and she's very distracted. She's got a cow laying on its side. It's bleeding out and she's up in this cow. She's a little preoccupied at the moment. Dexter says that he's got a goat who has an injury, isn't eating, and he just wants to give it something for the pain. She's like, it's fine fine just go get the ketamine whatever you need i'll just bill you later it's not a big deal so he goes up to where she's got her little stash and he helps himself to a few bottles of ketamine right more than just a couple he a few bottles yeah. of ketamine and he asks about syringes and she you know waves them on she's like take whatever you need so he takes like two big boxes of syringes and mm-hmm. then you hear him say to himself oh well one stop shopping as he also takes a couple rolls of tarp but she's gonna come back there and be like what the hell we'll be right back after a quick break From here, he drives to a bar, a bar that we hadn't seen before. This is about the moment where I realized he was scoping out the drug dealer. He had gotten the name and where this guy likes to sell drugs from Logan at the hospital the night before. Yes. 
This guy's name is Miles. Of course. Dexter's drinking a Budweiser at the bar as he watches this guy sell drugs to someone and then approach the bar and ask for another drink. Dexter taps into what we love as uh, Draghead Dexter, his that fake persona, and asks for drugs and sa- asks if he's- Got any blues, bro? Miles sees the amount of money that's just sitting in Dexter's wallet that was conveniently pointed for Miles to see. This is all a setup, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, but- uh, Miles tells him to follow him outside, and they go around the side of the bar. As Miles is opening the back of his vehicle, he asks Dexter how much money he's got. Dexter runs up, approaches him, and you know injects him in the neck, like good old Dexter times. And right as the needle is going in, you hear whoop whoop, and Logan and Teddy are driving up. We hear in her monologue, Dexter say, well, time for plan B. And he just starts kicking the absolute shit out of Miles, yelling <laughs> yeah, at does. him to stay away from my son. To Logan and Teddy, this looks completely normal. I mean, not normal, yeah. but it's justified as far as this is a drug dealer. My son almost OD'd last night. Of course he's angry. Yeah, of course he's going to track his ass down. And Yeah. And Logan can't really say shit because he's the one that gave him the information. Mm-hmm. When he shouldn't have. Yeah. Just saying, like, from a police standpoint. Yeah. And Logan ends up pulling him off. He's like, you with me, Jim? And Jim's like, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah. Logan wants him to follow him to the PD. Just, you know, protocol that he was there and this happened, blah, blah, blah. That they weren't the one that kicked the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Dexter goes back to the police station and he's trying to listen into the information that Miles is giving Logan. And at first, Miles doesn't want to talk and Logan just tells him what it is. Says, do you know how many OD-related deaths we've had in the county or the city, town, whatever? In a certain amount of time, he says it's 18 and the night before it was almost 19. And he's like, if that one had died last night, I'd have been coming for you. You know, because that's one of my kids. And if he'd have died, I wouldn't have pulled his dad off of you. Yeah. And Miles is like, you can't say that. That's intimidation. Logan leans in across the table and tells him he's a vengeful cop. And and he's like, I want some names. And Miles gives him the name. Big Quinn energy here. Mm -hmm. I just want to say that. Miles gives Logan a name of the manufacturer. And it's a guy named Jasper Hodge. Who lives under an overpass. So you know he's sketchy. Yeah. Logan tells Jim that he's good to go. Or Logan tells Dexter he's good to go. Meet with Esther. Sign a couple pieces of paper and he's you know can leave but dexter conveniently hangs around because he hears logan tell esther well i just got jasper's last known address and he sees as logan sets this notepad down mm-hmm. on her desk esther's telling dexter well i know you and angela aren't facebook official which is interesting because they dropped i love you's last week he's not on facebook yeah i guess but facebook official makes it sound like i understand not being on facebook but like they've been yeah. together for some while they would be official but she says that uh what did she say that they're like family to her yeah yeah and she's sorry about harrison And he goes in for a hug and conveniently turns his head where he can read Jasper Hodge and the address that Logan had scribbled down. And as a gift for me to you, I'm going to let you talk about this missing persons police conference and the guest speaker. Merry Christmas. Christmas came early, bitches. And do you want to know what gift they brought us? Please say it before I explode. Please say it before I explode. Angel mother frickin' Batista, Batista, baby. Batista is back and hotter than ever. God, he looked good, didn't he? He did. That man aged like a fine Latin wine, baby. Let me tell you. 
Angela and Molly pull up to this conference about missing persons. They walk in and sit down and no other person is speaking other than Angel. Mother frickin' Batista from Miami Metro. And he's talking about how you can link cases and how you need to look for the common denominator in all of these. And he mentions the Bay Harbor Butcher. And Molly, we see that she made a podcast episode about it and it's got Dokes' face on it. We were complaining about the Bay Harbor Butcher thing last week. We do know she did a episode on the Bay Harbor Butcher. Also, why was that one called Miami and then this one's called... Because it's dumb. We needed to consult some real podcasters on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, call us next time, Clyde Phillips. We got you, boo. We are thorough bitches here. Afterwards, Angela approaches him and they have beers at the bar and they're exchanging, like, you know, just casual conversation. Angela is wearing a ring, you said, but he's hitting on Angela. And I was wondering if he just wore the ring because of Maria still, which I know we hate Maria. He loved Maria for some godforsaken reason that we still don't understand. Angela explains that she has a boyfriend and he's like, oh, can he handle you? And she's like, yeah, he cuts his own wood. (laughs) And Angel's like, I don't want to catch the business end of an axe. Keep this platonic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they talk about Angela's missing girls case. What led her to be on this like a dog with a bone is that her best friend just walked down the highway and disappeared when they were teenagers. She's been following the trail ever since. And Angel says... You know, that really reminds me of a detective I worked with on the Trinity Killer case. She just wouldn't let up and she was right and she tracked him down. Basically insinuating that Angela's style of not letting this go reminds him of Deborah, which we've been saying this whole time. She asks, who is that detective? Maybe I can talk to her. Maybe she can help. And Angel explains it was Deborah Morgan and she's dead. He says it was a really fucked up situation and her brother's also dead. And her brother left behind this really cute kid. His name was Harrison. Angela kind of looks sideways because Miami, Harrison, Miami Harrison, kid coming back, father. It was a whole thing, so... Anyways, but yeah, it was really, really great to see Angel back. I'm really glad. Because I feel like he's a fan favorite. I feel like everyone loves Angel. We saw him and we lost our ever-loving minds. I'm going to have to turn that area of the highlight reels way down to not blast everybody. You know, rest in peace, headphone wears. <laughs> Big moment. So we see his Dexter tracks down this Jasper guy. As you mentioned, he lives under an overpass. If you imagine a drug dealer's house, this is it. We're talking ugly wallpaper, hole in those, holes in the wall. Big scratches and then door frames. Yeah, can't paint anything. Touch-ups are a no-go, baby. Yeah. There's probably a film. Hmm. Makes me ill. So Dexter lets himself into this dude's house through the bathroom. It kind of cuts away. And then the next thing we know is he's walking through this guy's house. He's trying to find him. And he walks into the room where Jasper's making all these drugs. And there's just mm-hmm. blue pills coating the floor of this guy's room. And Dexter's stepping on all of them. And he's like, oh, there's your proof. <laughs> As he's walking down the hall trying to find him, because he knows he's home, he watched him check the mail. He comments, like, in her monologue, comments on the wallpaper and says he should murder him just for that. About the same time you were saying, please just kill him, this wallpaper is atrocious. <laughs> Then it kind of cuts ahead a little bit and we see Dexter in a full-fledged kill room. Plastic Mm -hmm. sheeting on the walls, pictures of all the people who have died because of this guy. Jasper is, you know, wrapped and taped down to the table. 
And Dexter's giving him the whole, this is what you've done, this is why you deserve it spiel. Jasper's screaming and he, Dexter tells him he almost, you know, killed his son. And about this, he's tired of hearing Jasper scream, so he shoves cotton in his mouth. And right as he's about to kill him, he hears something outside. So he looks out the window and sees Logan. And as beads of sweat are just trickling down his temple, he's like, fucking Logan, ruining everything. So he knows he can't kill him the way he wants to but he obviously can't leave him he can't leave jasper alive because jasper has seen everything so dexter shoves the knife into the table and it cuts away but i'm gonna just say it here it cuts back to dexter as he has helped himself to a shitload of uh undisclosed powder uh and just is just shoving it by the boatload down this guy's nose which i'm assuming by the way how fast he od'd and died Mm -hmm. and what we know about what he was manufacturing i'm assuming it is fentanyl also when i I agree with you because when dexter came into the back into the room he had tied a bandana around his face to ensure he wasn't going to breathe any of it in yeah so yeah most likely nothing to fuck with Mm -mm. ask my mom (sighs) we can't um And as the police swarm in, we've seen that obviously Dexter's collected his shit and gone. But before Dexter left, he fully dressed this guy back, put him back in his room. And then just, it it very obviously looks like this was an accidental overdose. We watch as Angela and Molly are with the front desk clerk back at the hotel. And they're watching the footage as not Matt, obviously, checks out from the hotel. It's very clearly some man that Kurt has paid Mm -hmm. off to be there for a few days. Angela takes a picture of the man and goes, oh, that's right. That's him to just not alert the desk clerk that anything was wrong. But obviously Uh she has to take this information and she and Molly start pondering why in the hell Kurt would have lied about this. So now Mm -hmm. more truth has been brought out. I am wanting to say, though, by the end of this, I think Matt's death will be pinned on Kurt. Yeah, who knows? The morning Dexter's going on the hunt for these drug dealers, he... Makes Harrison breakfast, this lovely scrambled eggs, bacon, toast. Oh, like, I made me hungry looking at it. I'm starving. He explains to Harrison, hey, yeah, therapy appointments at noon. I've got to go do some things. Are you sure you're okay with me leaving? And Harrison's, yeah, get out of here. It's fine. And so as soon as Dexter leaves, he throws plate and all into the trash can. Rude. That was a good breakfast. At least eat the breakfast. Like, damn. And then we see him walking through town with his backpack and coat and everything. And uh, we assume he's going to the therapist or they want you to assume that. But of course he's not. Which I said, if Harrison didn't show up to the therapist's office, they would have called because he's a minor, right? Like, hey, is Harrison still coming? Yeah, one would think. Yeah. And we see him walking throughout the episode. And then finally it's nighttime and he's at the truck stop, Kurt's truck stop. And Kurt pulls in. And this is right after he has killed Chloe. He says, hey, Harrison, what are you doing walking out here, stud? <laughs> Harrison says, yeah, I'm leaving town for good. And Kurt says, oh, well, you, you want me to buy you some dinner at least before you go? And takes him in and sits him down, buys him a meal and asks if he has money. Harrison says no. Kurt gives him the spiel about how you'll have fights. I don't know how used to you are being with a dad figure, but you'll have fights. It's what families do, but that doesn't mean you should leave. And Harrison talks about wanting to start a new life. And so Kurt tells the waitress behind the counter, hey, can you grab me one of those uh, applications? And sets it down in front of Harrison. He says, well, the first start for a new life is getting a fucking job. Harrison asks why he's being so nice to him, which is something Chloe had asked. Kurt goes on the spiel about how he didn't always have a lot, but now that he does, he wants to pay it forward. Just make sure you pay it forward. 
which is the same thing he told Chloe before killing her. I was like, my God, if this man hunts Harrison, he's going to be in a world of hurt. It'll actually be kind of interesting if he, not that I don't, I don't think that'll be the way it plays out, but it'll kind Me of either, be interesting because, he, because Dexter took Kurt's son. Uh-huh. What if Kurt knows? How would Kurt know? I don't know, but what if Kurt knows? Obviously, he knows something's happened to Matt. Matt. But why is he lying? Oh, because he's, like Deb said when she's putting it all together on the floor, Kurt dug and dug and dug. I'm just saying, what if somehow Kurt knows? I don't, like I said, I don't think this is actually it, but this is like a, a side possibility of if Kurt knows and he wants to do like an eye for an eye, a son for a son, mm-hmm. and he takes out Harrison himself. That would make a lot of sense. Be very interesting. I'd considered it, especially with what he said to Chloe and now he's saying it to Harrison. Pay it forward, pay it forward, pay it forward. Which is weird because like, I wish, I don't know, maybe we'll find out what that means Yeah. later on. But to me, it doesn't like, it doesn't ring as like this nefarious thing hidden, Mm -mm. shrouded in something good. Yeah. It just is like something he says. And so Harrison goes home and Dexter says hey how was therapy and Harrison says it's good to talk to somebody even though we know he didn't go mm-hmm. Dexter said great uh you want some dinner or anything and Harrison just closes his closet door that he lives in so Angela returns home and we see as Audrey is sitting in the kitchen and she just looks like she's seen a ghost mm-hmm. and she's worried that she's going to be in trouble for being at the party and Angela hugs her and tells her she's not in trouble she's not mad at her she's just beyond anything glad that she's okay Mm-hmm. You know, that no one's going to be mad at her because she did the right thing. She saved Harrison from dying. Audrey says, well, that isn't it. And Angela asks, well, what else, you know, what else is going on? And Audrey says, before Harrison passed out, he said something really weird. He told me his dad's name isn't really Jim Lindsay. And then we see as Angela kind of stares about it because she already got the information from Angel early, earlier in the day about Someone leaving behind a son named Harrison, and she Mm -hmm. knows about a recently reunited son and father with the son being named Harrison, who was from Miami. Yeah. So she goes to the station, you see her looking up something, and you kind of see as she's like, "Uh uh-huh, and the camera pans over to the printer as you see Dexter Morgan's obituary being printed out. With his face on it. There's no denying it. It looks like a mugshot. Like, that is the worst picture they could have picked. Isn't he in his kill handling in that also? I I kind of assumed it was his Miami Metro PD badge photo. Yeah. He did wear a lot of Henleys in this episode and I am living for it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's this week's episode. Super strong. Killing it. Angel killed it. I feel like the actor that portrays Harrison is doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I know we give Michael C. Hall credit like but I also don't feel like I have to say anything because the highlight reel will speak for itself about how we feel about Michael C. Hall. Jack Alcott is killing the game in the series. Oh, 100%. Oh, and we didn't talk about the the cherry on top, which was Michael C. Hall's band, Princess Goes to the Butterfly Museum's song Ketamine, playing at the very end for the yeah, credits. Yeah, the end credits. It was good. We were like, wait a minute, is that Michael C. Hall's voice singing? Run it back. Yeah, I, I knew he was in a band. And like I said, I thought that sounded like his voice and I didn't say anything like even a second sooner because I was like, I'm sure this is a well-known song and I'm going to sound really stupid to be like, I think this is Michael C. Hall, right? Because yeah. I didn't see 
in the subtitles I was writing, so I didn't see in the yeah. subtitles. But as I was listening to the lyrics, I went, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I know these lyrics because Michael C. Hall recited some of them to Stephen Colbert because he mm-hmm. was talking about how he wrote this song on a true story of he and his wife having a drug-induced therapy session. Mm-hmm. He responded really positively and his wife did not. Mm-hmm. And he writes about how he wants to be going to, you know, all these fanciful, colorful, beautiful places while she's, you know, pulling her own heart out. And it's it's actually a pretty legit song. I wanted to hear the chorus. Yeah. It cut to the next week on Dexter before we heard like, a chorus. Oh. And I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> So much edging. So much. So much edging this week. But yeah, so that was this episode this week. If you liked what you heard, remember to follow us wherever you get podcasts. And you can follow us on social media at BitchWatchPod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can also follow me at Bean.ButtRito on all my social media. Twitter, drop the dot, and Witsy. EC underscore Witsy on Twitter, and then Witsy12 on Instagram. Yes, ma'am. And remember to make good choices. Or don't, and be smart about it. Hell yeah. Bye. Bye. I'm so hype. I'm so hype. Ew. Ew. I didn't want to relive the stud situation. Why? Yeah, like I said, it explains the bleed out of is he going to mm-hmm. make it? and Because you know, that's the femoral ar- artery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Femoral artery. Son of a bitch. I did it again. Femoral. <laughs> Throwback. Okay, I'm not living for his hair right now. It's a little too round. He will probably by the end of this episode. Nah, she's going to be his downfall. She gonna eat his ass. Ew. Metaphorically. Wrinkly. <laughs> we stand two women of color getting together and solving some crime with some Taylor Swift on the fucking radio, baby. Look at that sweater. That's a great sweater. He's killing that sweater. What kind of beer is that? It's probably some bush light. Freaking kids don't know beer. Drink spicy water. Yes! Oh! <laughs> Both of us. Both of My us. boy ordered a Jameson. I love a man that drinks his whiskey and eat, baby. Let's go. Ew. He's got a new kill and he's happy about it. Rock hard. Y'all have missing runaways and you find a white man giddy as hell walk in every couple of months playing a song called Runaway. And strip teasing by like, the jukebox. Rock hard. <laughs> no one's looked at that. Stop molesting yourself by the jukebox. Or, oh. I'm surprised he didn't select a song with his erection. He just punches it in with his Click, dick. click, click, click. Let's see. Uh, A32C. Ugh. She getting them tips, girl. Yeah, shake that ass. Shake that ass with Mr. Krabs. Get that money, girl. Both. It's both, Dexter. You're both crazy. God. Okay, cockblock Karen. Odds out here trying to fuck the hometown hero. And she's like, oh my God, you gotta come look at this fucking bitch doing jello shot. It is bush light. Are you gonna get OD'd the fuck? Here's it. Here's it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you dumbass child. Dexter just runs through slashing everybody's throats trying to get to Harrison through the hospital. Of course, a drug dealer's name is Miles. Right. Miles are either drug dealers or very, very rich kids. Changed my mind. And they're usually rich kids because they're drug dealers. Yep. Yeah. Dexter's like, God damn, I need to kill someone right now. Oh, that Henley. I lo- oh, I love He's in a Henley him. again? God, that light reflecting off of the snow hitting him in the cheekbones. Beautiful. He's putting Harrison on that table. He's going to do some mutually assured destruction with his boy. I respect that in a dad. <gasps> He's killing the drug dealer. He's killing the drug dealer as a release. Holy shit. Boy, my brain is quick what it wants to be. No, what it wants to be. He's doing his crackhead eyes again. 
He's he's still got it. Like he said with the dogs. Dexter's like, you bet I'll meet you outside. I'll meet you by that truck with a bed cover. Meet me outside. How about that? You ready to go bye-bye, pretty boy? <laughs> no! <laughs> You're gonna have to face this in post. <laughs> not going to end well for Dexter. <laughs> How does that mean conscious? Because you don't know what else is already in his system. Oh, that's true. He's full of uppers. Ketamine just leveled him out. <laughs> oh, I've missed that speech impediment. What? I saw Occam's razor in the close captioning and I thought it was going to be coming from Angel and I was like, please God, why are they making this man say so many R's? <laughs> Still? <laughs> Get this man a better agent. <laughs> that flip has been switched. There's no going back. That you mean that switch has been flipped? That flip has been switched? Yeah, the flip. Yeah, shut up. Ugh, he lives next to an overpass? Gross. <laughs> Of course that guy's a fucking killer. Never mind. He's getting off on this, bro. Duh. Oh, this man is tall. Why did he have to be tall? Now I feel a certain type of way about him. If Chloe dies, I'm gonna be very upset. Of course she's gonna die. No. 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 Chloe. No. I liked her. I liked her a lot. Well, I'm fucking bombed. Angel's married. I clocked a wedding ring. Of course you clocked a wedding ring. I make a habit to look. He's married. He's married. He's hitting on her, but he's married. Oh, good old angel. He's still at it. Or he wears the ring because of Maria. Oh, fuck off. I'm just saying. Don't see it. Don't see it. Harrison. You can just turn around. <laughs> okay. Why would you put those two things together, though? Like, Harrison's a pretty common name. Like, chill. If his name was, like, Shaquille O'Neal, that would be a different story. But she knows Harrison came from Miami, and she knows Angel Batista is in Miami. Also, what the fuck? Her name is Angela, and she was just talking to Angel. <laughs> I picked up the mic for that one. Thank you for pausing it on this frame, by the way. I appreciate you. Oh, hold on. This was from the Lord. I didn't do this intentionally. <laughs> The Lord said, drink it in, bitches. Drink in the Dexter fuck eyes, please. Thanks. I created this man. You're welcome. Yes, Fisher. You just scared the hell out of me. He goes, I'm a great fucking dad. And then I hear, meow. Is Kurt going to get pinned for Matt's murder in the end? That'd be great. Okay. Why Why do I kind of like Kurt in these situations a little bit? Kids like serial killer magnets, dude. Trinity, Dexter, Kurt Caldwell. He said Jim's not really Jim's name. Fuck. Out of all the things. Angela, baby girl, don't do it. Don't do it, girl. She's going to look up Deborah Morgan, Harrison mm -hmm. Morgan, and see Dexter Morgan. It's not hard. Bingo. Two bitches, yeah. Two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch.